0: Hi, this is John Barber, and you're
1: listening to TV Confidential. I'd like to make two other points. Uh, I know, uh, you know, just having a day-to-day work relationship that you had to go to, this was water-cooler conversation.
0: Yeah.
1: And it's one thing to have water-cooler conversation to talk about last night's episode of Friends. And it's another thing to have water cooler conversation to be covering this. I know, you know, like human resources will be sending out memos about respectful workplace environment discussing OJ.
0: I, I had a day job at the time and I experienced, and there's, there's, you know, there, I, I can, I can speak to that as well.
1: Yeah. So you can understand that I remember reading Memos about being respectful to your coworkers when expressing, I never saw memos like that about Monica or about elections or about, I, I think I saw one about the riots, yeah. but you know, to see memos saying, you know, you know, people are, you know, giving their thoughts, their ideas, their opinions and it's offending coworkers. Yeah. Please be respectful to your coworkers when discussing this subject. Uh you know, so th- it, it did have, you know, that impact. And then kind of on that same note, this is the news. The job of late night comedians is to cover the news. And they did. And they did. Uh especially shows Dancing Edos. Yes. Dancing Edos. The shows based in LA. I cannot fault the writers and the hosts of these comedy shows because this is your day. Yes. You know, you turn on the news, what's the li- because you know, part of it's not just reading the newspapers, it is watching how stories are sensationalized that you get, you know, the material from.
0: Yes, and when you have a character like Johnny Cochran, who's part of the story, yeah, who's giving were- you sound bites, I mean if you're a
1: comic, how do you not how do you not use and it? And the thing the least interesting person, I think, many times was OJ. Yeah. You know, doing an OJ impression was not you know, Doing a Johnny Cochran, a Marsha Clark, a oh. Judge Ido, a Chris Darden, uh, a, a Robert Kardashian. Oh, and we, third thing, we have to blame the Kardashians' fame to OJ, okay? You know, it all goes to OJ. We would not be subjected to Kim Kardashian's rear well, end. That's right. Bobby Bobby Kardashian was
0: his spokesman for a while.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Friends, Bruce Jenner uh, and Chris uh, and Kardashian yeah. were, were friends of OJ and Nicole. And, but if, 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 if Bobby Kardashian. Bobby Kardashian,
0: yeah. this is good. Yeah.
1: Bobby Kardashian didn't seem so bad, you know, compared to Johnny Cochran and, uh. Or oh, no, I'm just talking about, Robert Shapiro. No, I'm
0: talking about Kim and Chloe, you know. Just, oh, <laughs> no, well, I mean, At least, at least, at least Bobby Kardashian seemed to have a purpose in the whole thing, you know, if, if mm. only because he was the voice of OJ.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you, you got it right, I mean, right there. But we, you know, you Kim's, have,
0: Kim's purpose is that she's, she's famous for being. Kim
1: Kardashian,
0: yeah, uh, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but yeah. So there, there was a third. That, that's more of a yeah. So if you want to know why, why is she popular? Why, why you know, if you're questioning the, the point of Kim Kardashian, you can blame OJ. Yes, uh, but you know, Jay Leno, of course, had the dancing Idos. Uh, Bill Maher was just starting politically, uh, incorrect. politically incorrect on Comedy Central, and this was a great source of material, and not only for his monologue that opened the show, but the roundtable discussions. So much was dedicated right, to what that was, that was happening. That was
0: back to when he—that was back when he was doing the show four nights a week.
1: Yes, and uh, kind of like you know, then The Daily Show would right. uh, replace him when he came. By the time he made it to ABC, the trial was over but uh Dennis Miller had a new show on HBO Dennis Miller Live and so much of his rant in the monologue was dedicated to the trial and uh you know people loved Dennis Miller's monologues uh this was before you know he he lost favor with a lot of people after you know post 911 but you know, when he would do all these jokes at the expense of O.J. and then get very serious, look into the camera, you're a bad man, O.J. But so many of his famous rants were centered around that.
0: I'm very grateful that so many of those late-night comedians were
1: there to lighten the mood because, yeah. frankly,
0: I was sick of the story. As so many, yeah. We just
1: didn't even want to talk about it anymore. From my take after being bombarded, and this has, and and maybe I'm, the way that I can distinguish things, but to me it was a tonic after being bombarded with media hype yeah. all day. Waking up, you know, there's uh, at in that much, time you would but, watch the day show. They cut cut to the local, and it's OJ, OJ, OJ. Your afternoon shows are preempted because something happened at the trial. In much the
0: same way that Johnny was a tonic at the end of the day. Yeah,
1: and uh, so I think. It was really and to me in the and, and just as a student of comedy, let's acknowledge it and then move on. Right. It's not I think it would not be doing them any favors and the audience to pretend it didn't exist. I think there are some stories in the news where you might want to just pretend that this isn't happening yeah. in the course uh, and I could think of a dozen stories playing out right now where it would not make the opening monologue. You just kind of want to escape from that. But here you you are coming from a news show. That's your lead-in. Yeah. And you could be closing with shots of the courthouse or a highlight. Many of the news programs, they would do the news, weather, sports, and then, oh, let's have a recap of today's trial. So that's what you saw before Jay Leno or David Letterman or uh, whoever. And several other talk shows at the time. That's what you saw before the, uh, the trial. And if something big happened, yeah. they might delay. You know, the show, the, the news program might go on another 15 minutes to get, you know, some recaps. Oh, something important happened today. And so I think it was kind of in order to get that sorbet uh, to activate, you know, get the bad taste of OJ out of your mouth. Nothing against the Florida orange growers. Uh, but, you know, you had to acknowledge that. And w- the more it became a circus, I think when Jay had the dancing Idos or whatever, you needed to build up what was happening. I think Donna had one of the funniest lines when we were watching. Uh, was it Chris? No, it was um, who was on, not Marsha Clark, but who was also part of the uh, prosecution team, good-looking oh. African-American gentleman. He was almost found in contempt of court. By Judge Edo. he was warned, he was um, admonished, and Donna's looking at the screen, going, "Well, it's about time somebody in L.A. goes to jail." <laughs> <laughs> and you know, so we're watching that, and it's like the whole room was just laughing, you know, at this, you know, some, you know, for, for God's sake, somebody should be going to jail by now. Yeah, but you would see the the fighting between Robert Shapiro and Marsha Clark, and then to, for that to become a bit, yeah. with Jay or Saturday Night Live. No, and actually. the
0: woman who did Marsha Clark on Jay Leno, I mean, she was a uh Working class actor who just happened to look like Marsha Clark, yeah. took her headshot to NBC Burbank, went to the guard gate, who do I look like? And they went, oh, my gosh, he said, here is my headshot. He got it to the Tonight Show. Yeah. They called her that day. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think she did get away one time getting through it because they thought she was. Yeah. And it's like she was heading to the newsroom for one of the uh, – and it's like, oh, yeah, you know, just – there's Marcia Clark later in, not realizing it's the doppelganger. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I thought they did a good job with that. Uh, I think they really. This is just my opinion, and, and and I know a lot of people disagree, and I'm not. Uh Trying to make light of that, some people felt that you're making fun of a double murder. You're making fun of two people, and I, you know, Bill Maher would often defend, said, "No, the purpose is that we're taking what's happening, we're being a mirror, we're reflecting. You know, we're we're helping people."
0: That is definitely a a, a topic for another conversation. Yeah, yeah.
1: So I am of the school that, no, this as somebody who was bombarded with it, I do respect, really do respect, especially if you were somehow connected to the individuals involved. You don't want to see. And I think in defense of many comedians, not all, but many comedians, it was never about making fun of two people getting murdered. I don't think it was. It was making fun of the media spectacle. I never saw a sketch where you see somebody being stabbed. Uh, Cato Kalin was of... They're they're um, making
0: fun of the coverage, not the content.
1: Yes. Yes. And... uh, you really have to look at it th- in, in yeah. that way. They, I, 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 no, I, I, I don't think I, that. I and I, I think and I many of the comedians and many of the writers were very sen- – and keep in mind, we're in L.A. There probably were people who knew O.J. Yeah. Knew him on a first-name basis. You know, O.J. was a guest host on Saturday Night Live once upon a time. You know, he was a, a, a figure.
0: He was a movie star. He he was was a
1: movie, yeah. He was, yeah, you know, he and, 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 and people did make jokes about the fact that there isn't going to be a Naked Gun 4 now, you know, there were there yeah. were things yeah. like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, you couldn't talk about the Naked Gun movies without bringing up O.J. Yeah. You know, I, I'm sure there were people at the studios who were going, yeah, they just uh, screwed up our franchise. Yes. Anything else with the Naked Gun franchise, gone. And that includes, you know, what would be DVDs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, syndication rights yeah it's uh, that that was a you know slaughtering a cash cow uh, horrible metaphor <laughs> and um, it is what it is it is it what is. it is and also just also on a historic note on June 17 1994 this was a Friday David Hasselhoff had spent a fortune on a pay-per-view special. The singer David Hasselhoff, you know, not not. I'm not, just right trying to remember Baywatch. what it was. I well, don't remember it's at all. Probably your point. Yeah, yeah. He had uh, invested. You know, this is the height of Baywatch. You know, he did have a singing career. He's, you know, he's He's, yeah, he's, he's, he's huge in Europe. He's huge in Germany, especially as a, as a singer. And he had invested a lot of his own money for a big pay-per-view special concert and it was supposed to air on the night of June 17, 1984, it was totally, you know, non-existent in the ratings for something that you put a lot of money in for a pay... Imagine if there was uh, a a different event, a fight, or that would be, not not preempted, but nobody would care to watch whatever you did. Imagine if this was the resolution of a Who Shot JR type thing. You know, this, I mean... This was something for, it. and, uh, I had heard he never even uses OJ in reference to Orange Juice now because it, it was such a huge financial hit because this was his money backing the show. This was him trying to launch a career as a, as a singer, not just being the, the guy who runs in slow motion. And, uh, that, that really did hurt yeah. him. And so, uh, yeah, that's, uh, just a little side note that I had there. But yeah, as, as we, Look here. Also, was, wasn't this around the time that the Simpsons cliffhanger was Who Shot Mr. Burns?
0: Uh, no, that would be. That would be. That would be a, a a year or so later. A year or
1: so later, yeah. but they were using OJ as a blueprint you to tease. You couldn't, yeah. you
0: couldn't escape it.
1: You couldn't escape it. And there was, yeah, when, uh, Homer, there was, Homer Simpson was a fugitive because he was the prime suspect of Who Shot Mr. Burns. And. The teasers for you know they were stealing right from uh, the OJ coverage. Yeah. How could it, you not? And, how could you not? And uh, like like Dallas did, and like other shows, they shot multiple. They didn't shoot, but they created multiple possibilities of who the shooter was. And so you saw Mister on uh, the Simpsons. On the Simpsons, okay, yes, so I, I uh, they sure I'm I'm did. You. Yes, all right. Just you know how Dallas would do. No, no, not no, yeah. no. Yeah, yeah. They were shoot- here. I, they, I'm also
0: at, trying to wrap up the segment. Yeah.
1: Again. So. Here they would do different bits with the different characters all firing. Mm -hmm. And they did a a retrospective episode with Phil Hartman as Troy McClure. And the punchline to the episode was, well, it had to be one of the Simpsons because we just couldn't ignore all of that Simpson DNA. That would just be silly. And blackout, yeah, which was a wonderful punchline. To what all of us were subjected to for, like you said, 18 months.
0: Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at TV net, talk at TV net. You can also message us at Facebook.com forward slash TV Confidential, x.com forward slash TV Confidential, or at